Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. What are those is powered by the On My Feet Network and brought to you by the Up On Game Network. Be sure to download the On My Feet app on all iOS and Android devices and be sure to follow the Up On Game Network on Twitter and Instagram at Up On Game Network. Enjoy the show. Welcome to one of those, the show that explores the art of sneaker culture. I'm your host, Adam Butler, back with another episode. Thank you so kindly for being here. All right, so we're back, and last week's show was something else. Man, the viewer and listener response to that one has been amazing. I really appreciate all the feedback. To be honest with you, that's all I ever want. I want feedback on these topics because I'm just one man. I'm not... A gatekeeper. I'm not the one that knows all about sneaker culture. I'm here to learn about sneaker culture, teach about sneaker culture at the same time, and have a shared experience with you, the viewer. You know, what I mean, there's been issues within the culture and within, you know, sneaker circles. And I just wanted to address some of that. And with the sneaker market crashing, and it is crashing, there were a few people that um, were deniers of that. We're going to get into that today, though. Um, it is crashing, but with it crashing, you know, I wanted to know why. And I was just sharing my opinion as a consumer. I'm not a reseller. I'm not a, you know, I'm not in the sneaker business. I don't run a retail shop or anything like that. I'm just a guy that talks about sneakers and has a passion for all things, sneakers, hip hop and art. So that's what I do. But with that being said, last week's conversation, especially on TikTok, brought a lot of 
backlash and a lot of folks agreeing with me. Some of the backlash that I received were from resellers. A lot of them hit me up and telling me, yo, that's not why the sneaker market crashed or man, you just mad because you can't afford what's going on and all that. And wow. All right. Wow. In my opinion, how could you be so blind now? Shout out to my man, D Sneakers. We just, we, we conversed about this in my DM about why the sneaker market may have crashed and that. We both agreed that greed kills all, right? Talked about that last week. Not going to pick on the resellers anymore. However, there are other reasons why sneaker culture may be on a bit of a downslide right now. And today, I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to list my five Things in sneaker culture that are totally whack and need to go ASAP. We're going to jump right into it. But before that, I do want to always thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this show. Remember to follow me, MSR Adam, MSR underscore Adam, and listen to the Butler Did It podcast. That's my other podcast on all podcasts and platforms. We talk about all sorts of stuff, man. Stick with me. Follow me on my socials because the conversation continues on there. As I said, we're talking about this on TikTok. We're talking about this on Instagram and a little bit on Twitter. Okay. So you want to keep this conversation going. You want this conversation to be fluid. Hit me up on my social. All right. Let's jump right into it. My five whack things that need to disappear from sneaker culture. Let's get into it right now. Okay, again, people, this is my opinion. Okay, this is my opinion. I am not the ruler of sneaker culture, as I mentioned before. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that likes sneakers. I just like talking about sneakers. But I got eyes. And I'm experiencing this. I'm in it. And I hear you. And I know what I feel. And I'm telling you there's some whack stuff going on within the culture right now. Doesn't mean the culture is bad. Doesn't mean it's falling off. But these things aren't helping. And right now, there's a lot of frustrated people within sneaker culture. All right. So I'm going to list my five. Number one. Number one. By the way, this list is in no particular order. This is no one outranks the other. Trust me, they all are equally as negative and toxic to the culture, in my humble opinion. Okay. So we're going to start with the first thing on my list, which are hype beasts. Okay. Now. You probably heard the term hype beast. If you weigh into the sneaker culture, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you that are not like that, don't live and breathe sneakers or even new to sneakers. And I welcome you. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, a hype beast is someone. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's someone that follows around the hype, the newest trend. All they want is the new new. All they want is the stuff that everyone else likes. They have no they have no opinion of their own. They're just people that follow trends. Now, mind you, do what you do. Like what you like. Buy what you buy. However, when the entire culture, when the entire market turns into a hype market, meaning the only sneaker that matters are the sneakers that are going to sell the most or are going to get you the most attention when you wear them. Right. Or you're going to be able to put on your Instagram and get, you know, um, sponsorships and such or turn yourself into an influencer. Now we have a problem. I said this a few weeks back. Sneaker culture like hip-hop culture, right? Like rock and roll culture, like punk culture, in my opinion, has always been a rebellious culture. It's about doing something different, right? It's about standing out. It's about saying, yo, 
that thing you're doing is outside of the norm. It's not what we supposed to be doing, but damn, you make it look good. It's not supposed to be a uniform, in my opinion. You're supposed to be able to be daring with your sneakers. You're supposed to be able to stand out and pop. You're supposed to wear them with a suit and have people looking. You got a pair of neon green sneakers with a suit. And people look at that and go, wow, that's crazy. I wouldn't have thought to do that or wear a pair of weird Reeboks or a pair of Asics or a pair of Converse or something. Even if you're a guy that wears just chucks or a woman that just wears chucks every day, but that's you. That's that thing that stands out about you. I know people like that, by the way. People that wear Jordan 1s all the time, but that's you. It was never supposed to be this is hype, this is not, these are bricks, these aren't. The term bricks, the term bricks has to go. That is a reseller lingo. And I said, I won't go pick on the resellers today, but I'm not really, I'm just really, it's not about, this isn't really about the reseller. This is about the people that the resellers try to sell to often. Oh, it's a brick. Those, ah, uh, those are bricks. Why you got those on? See, now we getting judgmental and that's not what this was ever supposed to be about. That's anti-hip hop. That's anti-punk. That's anti-sneaker culture. That's not cool. In fact, and, and I don't even mean like it's mean not cool. I mean, you're not cool. <laughs> I mean that with everything in me, you're a dork if you're walking around pointing at people's sneakers and telling them they're bricks or judging people. We do this because we don't like being judged. We do this because we break societal norms. That's what fashion is about. That's what art is about. Breaking down walls, destroying norms. Everybody walking around with the same shoe on. And oh, by the way, you got this. That gives the, the reseller the right to double and triple the price on you because everybody wants that one shoe because you're trying to fit in. The same thing I say about reps. Buy a rep. Remember, replica sneakers. That's what I'm talking about. You buy a rep. Fine. That's you. You know, I don't tell you what to do with your money. But if you're doing it because you can't afford that hyped up sneaker, but you just got to have it. I I can't get with that. I can't get with that. I just, I think it's lame. I think it's lame. Hype beasts have always been an issue. I talk about them in the documentary. They always been an issue. And some people want to jump to their defense. And I get that, that we may throw that term around a little loosely that calling someone a hype beast. Sometimes you're just not a hype beast. Sometimes you just can't afford the hype or sometimes you want that. It's cool. It's cool. But that can't be all that sneaker culture is. It can't just be, oh, we got to get the newest. And see, to me, now we're getting into something else. Now we're entering a, a different space that I never wanted to be part of. I love vintage, right? I love, the thing about vintage and why vintage is so popular right now to me is because it's anti. It's it's wearing things that are have some that are used that have some history to them, a story to them. Not supposed to really be doing anything with that. That's not supposed to look that good, but you made it work. Folks going to like Walmart and Target and getting, you know, vintage tees and getting jewelry from, you know, from thrift shops. You know what I mean? Like this is this is the rebellion that's in fashion. And people that don't care about fashion and sneaker culture, this won't make sense to them. And that's cool. But we've always supposed to be in this game to be different. Not to be part of some clique that's all wearing panda dunks or white air forces. Or we all got Trav Scott's and some of y'all got on reps because you just got to fit in. It's weird to me. And it's mostly kids doing it. And I'm telling you as a 40 year old man, I'm telling you, that's lame. I'm trying to help you out right now. Don't do it. 
You get further by just standing out and you'll feel much better about yourselves. Hype beast. First thing that comes to my mind. I want to know what you think about it, though. Let me know in the comments below. What you think, man? A hype beast of issue with a sneaker culture. Let's talk about it. Let's get to the second one. All right. Nike. And I'm going to go ahead and throw the confirm app on this. I just gave away what I'm talking about, but I'm going to go ahead and throw the confirm app in this as well because I don't just want to pick on Nike. But the sneakers app stands out. Okay. The sneakers app doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm saying it again. The sneakers app does not work. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, you get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. One thing a lot of the resellers in my comments and some that went ahead and DM me and I always I always offer that option to people. Go ahead and DM me. Let me know what you think. Right. One thing that the resellers said to me that I think is pretty fair. Some of the resellers that were um, that had an issue with my video. 
I think it's fair to put some blame on the actual companies. You can't just blame the person that's taking advantage of the market at the time. At the time, people were spending all of their bread. I mentioned that. I talked about it. They had their refund checks or their stimulus checks, excuse me, or just a little extra money in their pocket, whatever may have been going on with them financially a year or two ago. And they were really ready to spend some money and they didn't care what the price was. Who am I to blame a reseller for doing that? My blame came is when you got, you looked at that and said, Ooh, I can charge more and more and more and more and more. And oh, by the way, I don't care if my, if my, um, <laughs> if my product is real or not, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. We had that one already. One thing they did say is that the app and the scarcity of the actual product causes people to lose their mind. And the sneakers app, is a big part of that. When I look at the sneakers app, man, I I think it's something out of like science fiction. It's 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 odd to me. Like, I don't know if you all watch Westworld and Rehoboth and, and you know how like like kind of like controlling people's mind with like an algorithm. Great show, by the way. Watch Westworld. Um, that's how I feel about the sneakers app. It's like there's this thing that everyone tries to do whenever a drop happens, and everyone, most people lose. And now we're at the point now where we're posting our L's online. I spoke with Daniel Young about this a couple of episodes back. We're posting our L's online and then it trends on Twitter. And then the sneakers app just gets more popular by people losing. And I can't think of anything more whack than that. You can't tell me that you can't figure out an app that works. And those of us that understand how things go, we know that you don't make your bread and butter off of, you know, like streetwear and, you know, hype sneakers and sneakers that sneakerheads really want. And we'll be going on the sneakers app to try to get. We understand that. Right. We know you make most, most of your money. And I talked about this last week. We make most, most you make most of your money. We know you make most of your money off of just sweatpants and Foot Locker or whatever or just regular sneakers, running the shoes. We know that, right? Socks. We understand that. And none of us have a problem with that. But you can make more and you can make it more accessible. You could make it easier for people to cop off of your app. You could. You don't. I don't know why. I have my theories. Plenty of theories. None of them are good. All I know is that that app just causes people stress when it's just a bunch of people that just want to participate in the culture. And a lot of people laugh at oh, all these people on the sneakers app. I don't know why y'all do it. I didn't, you know, I get it. But people want to buy the sneaker. This, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that people enjoy. And I can't think of anything else that makes it so difficult for people to buy the thing that they enjoy. Think about this. And I've said this before on the show. We join a raffle. So the sneakers app will go, hey, you know, sign up, getting this, you know. Most sometimes they do a raffle. Sometimes they do these weird surprise drops, which cause you to have to stare at the phone 24 hours a day to even know what happened, or follow some Twitter account all day to even know that it would happen and move in lightning speed or buy some thousand dollar bot or whatever. Okay. But uh, okay, when they don't want to do that, they have a raffle. Join the draw, they call it. And you get in the draw, and then you wait for like two hours, and then you just lose. And if you win, they send you this big congratulations. And now I'm seeing people online 
actually going. And shouts out, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm seeing people online going, congratulations to you guys who got the opportunity to buy the new this, that, and another. Congratulations? I got to spend, you. I have permission to spend $250 on this product that, you know, I'm going to have to get mailed to me. I don't even get to pick it up, hold it, and see if I want to buy it. I got 10 seconds to make a decision. The sneakers app does not work, and the Confirm app ain't much different. The sneakers app is more popular. It doesn't work. Figure out something else. You got an opportunity, especially with resale being low, or maybe you like resale. I don't know. I'm again, I'd love to have a Nike exec on this show. I'd love it. All I can do is assume right now. And what I can assume is the worst. You just like playing with us. I mean, hey, your app is popular. The, the traffic on your app is high because everybody's trying because everybody at this point wants to break that algorithm. It's like watching Floyd Mayweather. Remember back in the day where everybody wanted Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather to lose? We just start hating on him because he won so much. That's what people do. People just want to crack that code. It's like a weird trifling game. <laughs> and I don't like it. The sneakers app does not work. It is one of the most toxic, if not the most toxic thing in sneaker cultures right now. Watching people head spin every other day, trying to get whatever sneaker they want. It's capitalism at its worst. It's I I mean, I could really go real deep with this one, but this ain't the show for that. But I just wonder what the motive is and why is it, why, why is it entertaining or why is it acceptable to watch people and watch your app trend every other day for failure? I don't know. Nike's too smart for that to be, you know, just a, just a glitch or just something they just can't fix. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Now, I don't have the answers either, okay? I'm, I don't have the answers. I'm not an IT guy, nor am I an app developer, and I certainly don't work for, work for Nike. And I buy Nikes. So I'm not about to stop buying Nikes. I just wonder. This Trav Scott is going to drop in a couple of days. This episode will be out by then. You'll see. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see how it goes on the app. You will see it. app don't work man anyway what do you think about that hit me up comments below you know what to do let's talk about that one does the sneaker app work in your opinion is it worth it should nike switch it up hit me up in the comments below let's talk about it and let's get to the third most toxic and whack thing in sneaker culture all right speaking of the sneakers app and speaking of hype drops listen i like a collab just as much as anybody I love when artists work on sneakers just as much as anybody. I like having a, you know, big name celebrity or rapper's name tapped to a sneaker just as much as anybody. I love when a store gets involved and makes their own sneaker just as much as anybody. But damn, it's too many of them. (laughs) And the reason I say that is because each one of these sneakers are exclusive to that store or that market it's it's difficult to get and it's just more excuse to say hey the sneaker is super limited so you better rush to this app right now or god bless some of these stores 
They want to try to do the, the raffle or the, or the drop on their own website and, you know, it crashes or whatever. The only one that seemed to get it right is Ama Manier. Most of the people, God bless them, Joe Fresh Goods, a lot of them, and this is a judgment. It's just it, the apps don't work. The websites crash because it's difficult for anyone that's just a boutique store owner or a designer or an artist to understand just how many people are going to attack this website with all sorts of weaponry, bots, multiple phones and computers and IP addresses, whatever, all sorts of software to try to get their hands on your sneaker and your merch. And also it's just to me, it's just time. I, you know, it's going to sound weird, but it's just time for more GR drops, man. Like it's time for us to be able to walk into a store and cop a shoe. That's just dope. Some of y'all stores are in LA, exclusively in Atlanta, exclusively in Houston, exclusively. Luckily, there's an Armand Manier here in DC, but there's no Armand Manier in, you know, um, Nevada, I don't think, or, you know, Florida or Boston. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and shouts out to Armand Manier because they're the only ones that's really getting it right. But, you know, I can say that for a bunch of stores, union, whatever. It's very difficult for me to get my hands on this sneaker if I can't walk into that store. And oh, by the way, walking to the store is probably out of the question because the line's wrapped around the damn block. Now, I know what the old head is going to say to me. And I'm actually going to get to this in my next uh, segment. I know what the old head is going to say to me. But that's old as time. There's always been exclusive drops at certain boutiques. And we would have to drive to the city and drive it. And that's cool. I get it. But y'all know the difference between then and now. Y'all understand it. The hype is so huge now. You driving to New York from, you know, like Cleveland, which is, you know, amazing to get a dunk back in like 06 that most people didn't even know existed or most people weren't even tripping off of. It's way different than an online drop and an online promoted of, a you know, this New Balance collab or this Nike collab with this store that everyone knows about and everyone has access to well, supposed to have access to it's completely different and it makes things so difficult and to be honest with you it's just a little bit played out i i understand if you're union or ama manier or joe fresh goods or whatever right pata the a is money in that and it keeps your store and your brand popular and, it, and i get it i wouldn't stop if i were you i wouldn't but as a consumer, it's just really tough to keep up and to know that you're pretty much going to fail. And I know you all have the best. Like, I know you all mean the best. You all are really trying. I know it. I see it. I'm telling you, I see it. You try to come up. And I'm like, We're going to do this to stop bots, this, that, another. It's difficult. It's almost impossible. I don't know the answer to this one. I just wish there weren't so many. Or, or. Maybe come up with some sort of joint deal so that your sneaker is released in more stores. Maybe not just online. The Tom Sachs sneaker that just dropped. Why can't I go to Nordstrom's and buy? Maybe it was available in Nordstrom. I don't know, but if it's supposed to be a no hype sneaker and 
you know, you don't want people to resell it, then make a bunch of them and put them in all sorts of stores. What is the difference between your sneaker and a Nike blazer that's everywhere? Why are your materials so much more, you know, precious than the leather that's on a blazer that I can get anywhere? Will the quality drop a little? Okay. Make it available. It's too many collabs. And again, when we talk about hype beast, that's what the hype beast love. And that can't be all of sneaker culture. It just can't. It's going to get real lame real quick. In fact, it has gotten real lame real quick. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And the stuff is dope. A lot of the stuff that's being dropped is fire. I just wish you could get it at a DTLR in a shoe city and in a, in a, in a foot locker and a wherever else. Why not? Just more money in your pocket. I don't get why you wouldn't want to do that. What do you think? Are there too many collabs and exclusive drops happening right now? Do people, you know, are are you getting a little tired of it? Is it a little boring to you? Should they drop these sneakers? Should they make them GRs and drop them? And more stores make it a wider drop so more people can get access to these to these, you know, collabs that are so super cool. The Jordan 2 they just came out is cool, but difficult to get. You know, it's expensive, so it's expensive and difficult to get. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. What do you think? What's your solution? Again, hit me up. This is this show is about you guys. This is a this is a conversation that continues. Okay, so hit me up in the comments below. You know what to do. Let's talk about it. And let's get to our fourth super whack thing in sneaker culture that needs to go. Gatekeepers. You know who you are. A lot of you are my age. You've been in sneaker culture from the beginning. You know what's up. These kids don't understand. Get off my lawn. Waving at the sun. Gatekeepers. Whack. Speaking of collab stores, you know what I cannot stand? A lot of skate shops do this. Well, some skate shops have done this. You know what I can't stand? It makes my blood Boy, I think it's the wackest thing you could possibly do to have an exclusive drop in your store and say, you know what? If you want to buy this shoe out of my store, you're going to have to walk out of here with the shoe on because I don't want you going to the secondary market and selling that shoe. I think you need to wear this shoe now because I say so. Because back in the day, I used to do it like this. Lane. Lane. Who are you to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't do with something they bought? Who are you? Again, I just talked about resale for an entire episode last week. But I never said once that reselling is wrong. I said gouging prices is wrong. I said tearing up the market is wrong. I said tripling and quadrupling prices is wrong. And maybe that person is going to walk into your store has every intent on doing that. But you can't control that. You have no right. Just because you don't like what's going on in current culture. Who are you? Also, these dudes and these, these and some women, mostly dudes that do this, though, is walking around talking about, oh, man, you know, you don't know nothing about that sneaker right there. Well, then teach them. Tell them. Like, OK, kids like wave runners and, and whatever the, the foam, the foam slides and all that stuff. Now, why are you hating on them? Gatekeeping is weird. It's really strange to make people jump like all these like weird things you got to do to have an opportunity to buy a sneaker. I like what Atmos did does. It's pretty cool because I know that their supply is limited. So they'll have you do like a, you know, like a little, um, you know, post a picture of your favorite sneaker and then we'll, in, that's how you enter the raffle. And that's cool. Some people don't like it. I, I, I think the Atmos club is cool. That's not so bad. But they have people that want to make you go through hoops and prove to them that you're worthy of buying this sneaker from their shop. Who are you? Who are you? I don't want to want to. I don't want to have to watch some show on the sneakers app. Okay. 
where I have to watch it for two hours and then hope that I can see something and that'll get, you know, that means I've been using the app enough. And then if I use the app enough, then I have more opportunity to win this sneaker and win an opportunity to spend 200 crazy. You're crazy. Gatekeeping is the weirdest thing that goes on in sneaker culture. Listen, I love this. Okay. I have a show about this. I am a sneakerhead through and through. I will talk about sneakers for hours. And even I will tell you, it ain't that serious. You're a nerd. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're gatekeeping and and trying to block people from enjoying sneaker culture and dictating what someone should or shouldn't do with their money. What if I wanted to go to your store and what if I just wanted that dunk or whatever? And I wanted to hold on to it for a minute before I wear it. What if I was trying to wear it to somewhere special, like a wedding and I didn't want to get the shoe dirty and risk walking in out the store and stepping in a puddle of mud or something or someone scraping my shoe. What if it's a gift for somebody who are you to tell me how to spend my money? You want to step on the box three times. This is things getting crazy, bro. Things are getting crazy. <laughs> okay. Gatekeeping is the lamest and weirdest thing in sneaker culture. If I had to really like put this list in order, gatekeeping and hype beast, but gatekeeping would be number absolute number one by a mile. You all make sneaker culture so boring and so lame. And I can definitely see why someone wouldn't want to even be part of this. If I have to deal with some gump sitting here trying to explain to me all of the history behind it. And again, it's not the history part of it. There are a lot of dope people that tell the story of sneakers. I tell stories, sneaker stories all the time. I think stories are important, but I'm telling you, if you're waving your finger at me, telling me, hey, listen, young whippersnapper, you need to come on. No. And certainly don't tell me how I can and cannot spend my money and what I can do with something I bought and own. Once I give you money for a sneaker and you hand me sneaker, sneaker belong to me. <laughs> I wear sneaker when I want. Period. Point blank. Done. I'm curious to see what you all think about that one. Hit me up in the comments. Man, if you disagree, I'm ready to debate with you because I think gatekeeping is the lamest and strangest thing in sneaker culture let's get to the fifth and final whack thing that gotta go out of sneaker culture the last thing i would say that's pretty toxic in sneaker culture is how stuck up we've become as sneakerheads. you know for me sneakers are fun um when i get dressed in the morning i'm having fun you know, especially when I have somewhere to go and I'm able to really flex something that I, you know, been trying to wear for a minute. I'm having fun. Um, you know, the whole idea of a sneaker should be fun. It should. It certainly shouldn't be something that is serious and has all this, you know, deep debate about and who can wear them and who can't wear them. And you know, the thing about sneaker culture that it is a black culture thing, and I say that, and I'll I'll argue anybody on that one. Who cannot prove me wrong? It started as black culture. It remains black culture. But the thing about cultures is that they are meant to be shared. And the people that have the privilege of having that culture shared with them should not expose that culture. That's it's a agreement amongst people. 
especially like in America where it's supposed to be a melting pot. Now, mind you, we can have all sorts of conversations about that and racial relations. I leave that out of this show. But sneaker culture was started by black folks, black and brown folks, and it has been shared over the 30 plus 40 years, really, of its existence with all sorts of people. You go to Japan, you go to China, you go to, um, you know, Europe, wherever you see people that rock sneakers. Okay. And their experiences are completely different than yours or mine, but the shared experience is the sneaker. All right. So it's supposed to be a happy thing. I'm not here to tell somebody what they can and cannot wear. I would love for you to know the story behind it. I would love for you to understand the history behind it. But sometimes people just aren't. But that's not the worst thing about like stuck up sneaker culture. Because again, telling the story is important. And I support anybody that wants to tell the story. I do. Period. Point blank. Where I think things get muddy is the thing that social media does to everything. You know, we can we could throw a wet rag on top of any conversation. Sports, well, we got to add something, you know, political to it. Fashion, something political. Sesame Street, something political, right? And sometimes those things are real. But it happens a little a bit too much for me in sneakers. It's a little too much. Not the political part of it, just the negativity around it the thing about sneaker culture that's cool is that when it's no longer fun for you when you don't really want to participate in it if you're looking at it and you think it's toxic and it's too much then you don't have to do it if the stuff costs too much talk about the retail price you don't have to do it I've stepped out of it plenty of times there's been times in my life especially in my 20s for real. Well, I couldn't afford sneakers. I just couldn't do it. I really could not do it. I had no collection, pretty much. I had just a few sneakers, just regular shoes, really, just to wear, just shoes to wear. Um, I just couldn't participate in it. I didn't complain about it. It just was something I couldn't participate in. Other times I could. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be a thing that's just like this dark downer to be part of the end of the day sneaker culture is what we make it forget nike forget reebok forget any big brand a sneakerhead is a sneakerhead not a a sneakerhead is not a person that wears nikes all the time a sneakerhead is not a person that wears adidas all the time or yeezy all the time my man sneaker grandpa had him on the show he wears almost infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 